Hello, and thank you for listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. I am Teresa Kuhn, helping you live wealthier. Resources are available for you at livingwealthyradio.com. Do you wonder why so many people you know and love are sick or even dying from disease and chronic illness? Is this just the way life is? Why does it seem that traditional treatments and pharmaceuticals don't do much in the way of actually healing people? What about alternative medicine? Is there a chance that healing lies with alternative treatments and therapies that most doctors don't recommend or even know about? Can natural remedies help even chronic diseases like Ebola. Our guest today, Dr. Robert Rowan, is a doctor and expert in the field of integrative medicine. He lectures around the country on the success of oxidation medicine, and he's here to share with us some of his amazing findings and success with these alternative methods. Welcome to the show, Dr. Rowan. Thank you. Pleasure to be on. Doctor, I always love starting the show with your background because you didn't start out in the alternative field. You started out in more traditional medicine. You graduated from John Hopkins University, which is a very well-regarded medical school. Actually, no. I graduated there from undergraduate school. I went to medical school at University of California, San Francisco. Okay, that's correct. And that's another well-regarded school. So you start out in the medical field as a traditional doctor in training. Yes. And so what brought you over to the other side? Alternative therapies. Even in medical school, I was wondering what I was doing. In fact, I almost quit at the end of my third year. I was very depressed because I thought I was just training to be a pimp for the pharmaceutical corporations. All we were doing was giving people chemicals and not really seeing them get better. And I wondered, why am I here? And I decided there was only a year left, so I finished. And I always look for things to do that would actually help people instead of cover up their complaints with, with chemicals. So how many of your fellow students felt the same way? None. So why do you think you had that insight that something was wrong here, that you were being trained to be... A, a pharmaceutical rep. And not a rep. Uh, pharmaceutical, uh, I, I call it a pimp for the pharmaceutical whores. Um, just uh, who I am in, inside, internally. I saw, I came to see, I'm an environmentalist. I came to see what we are doing to our patients. It's identical to what we're doing to the planet. And I saw the planet is dying then, and I see it dying even faster now. And that's what we're doing to our patients by putting chemicals into them instead of cleaning them up and and, and letting their own nature heal them. So you made that connection in medical school, and you became depressed and said, what the heck am I doing? But you graduated anyways. Yes. I graduated anyway. I did a rotating internship, went into the Indian Health Service for a year, then I became board certified in family practice, went back into the Indian Health Service. I was I was trained to do some acupuncture while in family practice, and then while in the Indian Health Service in Alaska, I attended a two-week class in New York that just changed my life. I, for the first time, I was exposed to the world of nutrition, chiropractic, homeopathy, herbal medicine, energy medicine, acupuncture. I couldn't believe what I was experiencing, and it just it was a whole paradigm shift. 
and I walked through a door, and I could not go back. So what class was this exactly? Do you remember? It was an um, acupuncture class put on by a man named Ralph Allen Dale for acupuncture certification for medical doctors. Wow. I didn't know there was such a thing. There very was, very was few doctors are, are trained in acupuncture. Nope, they're not. It was a two-week class that enabled me, if I was living in New York, to be able to do acupuncture under my medical license in New York and probably a couple other states. Mm. So that opened up your world. That opened up my world. I saw, I mean, the whole, we weren't trained more than 15 minutes about nutrition in school. In fact, the thing I remember in medical school was a doctor telling us uh, what you eat and nutrition has nothing to do with the development of cancer, quote, unquote. Pretty crazy. So much for medical, so much for medical school, huh? Right, right. Well, I think your medical degree certainly gives you a lot of credibility in in this country, right? Be yeah, it gives credibility in the country, uh, but it means absolutely nothing. Having a, a medical degree means, to me, means absolutely nothing in your knowledge of how to help someone heal. It, it gives you it gives it gives you credibility in knowing what chemical can suppress a symptom. Got it. So you became known as the father of medical freedom for pioneering the nation's first law protecting alternative medicine in Alaska. Yes, 1990. Okay, so share with us a little bit about that experience. Well, I saw that a lot of my colleagues were being taken out in other states for doing no harm, simply for practicing a different form of medicine. And I thought sooner or later it might come to Alaska and of all the places in the country that might <clears throat> we might be able to succeed in getting some protection. It would be Alaska because there's a big libertarian uh, philosophy there. <clears throat> small population. I was a big fish in a small pond. And um, I had a state senator come to me as a patient one day, and I talked to him about it. And he said, you know, this is a really good idea. It was at the end of that session, so we couldn't do much. In the beginning of the next session, I worked on it real hard, and over the horrible objections of the medical industry, I call it the medical mob, I mean, they rallied and railed against it. I was able to get thousands of people to call in public opinion messages to the representatives, and we prevailed over their objections. Therefore, medical doctors in Alaska can practice any form of medicine that they choose to, even if it's outside of the box. Even if it's outside of the box, they can practice uh, alternative and experimental medicine as long as they don't hurt anybody. Is that available in any other state? Yes, this was copied in many other states. Oh, really? Which ones? Yes. Well, Washington, I think, might have been next, North Carolina, New York, uh, California now has it, so I'm living in a nice state, and they actually honor the law here. Uh, many states have it. They, it's a matter of degree as to how far the medical board will honor it. In some states, the medical board is actively trying to rip it apart. But in our state, California, the medical board is actually honoring it and, and respecting the wishes of the people. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's awesome. Well, and your practice is certainly alternative, and um, you're also, also known as the one of the 
if not the expert in oxygen therapy. I do ozone. I do what we call oxidation therapy. I teach it to worldwide audiences, and uh, I love it. Uh, a quote from me that people use is, I, I have seen ozone do give more help to more conditions for more people than virtually everything I have seen in medicine combined, except nutrition. So that's a pretty big statement right there. It is. Out of yep. all of the therapies that you're familiar with, and you've traveled the world, and you've been open to all sorts of therapies, you believe ozone therapy gives more benefits than any other alternative therapy? If there, if there is one therapy that I would hang most everything on, it would be ozone therapy. I, I believe there's three causes of disease, improper nutrition, toxins, and stress. And then you have to fix those three, no matter what, because nothing will fix them unless you address them. And then almost everything else uh, that I've seen can be helped to some degree or another with ozone therapy because of its mechanism of action. So let's discuss it. What is ozone therapy? Ozone therapy is, uh, well, let's talk about ozone. Ozone is O3. What you breathe in the air is O2. Ozone therapy involves taking an oxygen-ozone gas mixture and treating um, something in your body with it. Uh, ozone Oxygen ozone can be administered many different ways, except you cannot inhale it. It's very hard on the lungs. But you can treat your blood with it. You can treat your bladder, a woman, her vagina, both sexes, the rectum. You can blow it in the ears. You can make ozone water and drink it. You can inject it into joints. And it stimulates a cascade of healing processes. If you give it in the blood, it stimulates the red cells to release more oxygen. And in one word, what is the most important factor for healing to the body that there is? I guess oxygen. That is correct. <laughs> You'll okay. be dead in three minutes without it. Your cells, when they starve for oxygen, degenerate. They can't make energy. They can develop cancer. They can die. Oxygen is the most important thing for healing. So... Ozone helps the red cells deliver more oxygen. It makes the red blood cells more flexible so they can get through capillaries. It helps your mitochondria burn oxygen so you actually make more ATP chemical energy. Ozone is directly toxic and lethal to bacteria. A molecule of ozone hits a bacteria. It just basically blows a hole in it like a bullet. And it inactivates viruses. And I, knowing all that stuff led me to go to Africa. So let's talk about Africa, because this sounds, of course, too good to be true, right? You've got what you're saying is, yeah. is pretty big. So tell us about your recent travels to Sierra Leone. Uh, last year, this time, I went to Sierra Leone to treat doctors and health professionals there who, who might be left alive uh, how to do ozone for Ebola. And we trained a number of doctors, and during the midst of training, the government calls up the, the uh, Ebola Center and says, if you value your job, there will be no ozone at the center. 
And I came unglued, I yelled, screamed, and I, they could have shipped me out of the country or killed me. I, I couldn't believe what I heard. It was condemning people to death. But it was money, and I understood it. So the health professionals still lined up to, to be trained and to get treated because they were scared to death of catching Ebola. So we treated everybody there. And then I left the country really, really dejected. Well, lo and behold, uh, after I yelled and screamed that people at the center would get Ebola because of this, someone did. One of the doctors I trained, he stuck himself with an infected needle. I got, I got called. We told him exactly what to do. He did it, and he recovered almost instantly. It was amazing. Now, in his case, we did not have a positive blood test because if he would have been tested positive for Ebola, the government would have picked him up in a paddy wagon and thrown him in the clink in, in the quarantine unit, and he would have died. And uh, for that reason, he didn't get a test, and he knew he wouldn't get ozone. So we waited uh, patiently after that. We knew we, had, <clears throat> we were on to something. A man named Martin Salia, who held, held an American green card, a very famous physician there, did get Ebola, tested positive. Uh, our team went to him, offered it to him, and he respectfully refused. He was feeling a little better after getting antibody transfusion from an Ebola survivor. Well, lo and behold, six hours later, his health took a turn for the worse. He nosedived, and instead of getting ozone, he was evacuated to a Midwest medical center here in this country where he promptly died. Um, now, Salia's first test for Ebola was negative, so the doctors broke procedure, protocol, and they hugged each other. Well, he hugged a guy named Mabrila, who military captain, a physician. Uh, and then two days later, Salia's test turned positive, and at the same time that he was dying, Mibrira starts coming down with symptoms. We went to Mibrira, and he agreed to take the treatment. And for whatever reason, he was able to get it, despite the government. So he got the treatment, and within two to three days, he was totally symptom-free. Now, he was Ebola positive. He tested positive. And then two more at that center. Uh, oh, another, another doctor that I had trained at the center came down with Ebola, and he was picked up by the paddy wagon. And uh, he begged and begged and begged for ozone. They wouldn't let him have it. And he died a horrible mm. death mm. after begging for it. Yeah, that's how I felt. I, I, mm. I cried. One of the guys I trained. And then two more at the center also got... Ebola from accidents, contamination accidents, and uh, they tested positive, and they were able to get treatment. Uh, they actually started getting treatment before they tested positive because they knew what would happen once the test came in, and those two survived. So we have four cases, three actually confirmed. All four survived. All four got better almost immediately. No complications, and that's unheard of in Ebola. And then we have a woman, oh, uh, their chief doctor, a guy named Willoughby, a surgeon, uh, he, got, he was exposed to Ebola while operating on somebody. We got to him, and he said, no freak, freaking way am I going to do this, because he was a staunch Orthodox doctor, stalwart, a surgeon. And um, he waited for ZMAP. So ZMAP was flown in from Europe, and while it was thawing out, he died. And his consort begged him to get ozone, which he didn't do. 
Now, she's scared to death, and she is quarantined under military guard in her house, uh, waiting for her to get symptoms or not. So she's scared to death. She'll die if she gets Ebola, and uh, she knows it uh, because of what hap- what's been happening. So she scales a razor wire fence in the back of her house in the middle of the night, shredding her skin, and evades the guards and goes and gets ozone and, and develops no symptoms. That makes, would make a great Hollywood movie, wouldn't it? I, you know, Doctor, it's, it's crazy. I've studied alternative <laughs> therapies for, forever, and I know what the listeners are thinking. They're thinking there's no way. What does the government care? Why would they care? Why would they want to withhold something that actually works? There is millions in the other. Millions. First billions. Of all, they were, they, billions. They were getting paid a fortune for burning bodies and burying them. And uh, that's what they were bragging about. They were telling how they were getting rid of all of the bodies. They were burning them, burying them. This was on national television. I went in to debate these assholes. Pardon my language. And I said to them, you know, I came to save these lives, not to bury them. And they accused me of being a North American who came over there to practice on Africans or experiment. Oh, wait a minute, they're going to use ZMAP and they're going to use everything else that's never been proven in vaccines, which are very dangerous. <clears throat> I couldn't believe what I was hearing, but these guys were, I know we're getting paid. I know, I just know it, that they were getting paid off. In fact, there was an investigation into what happened to $5 million that involved that guy who I had to face on their national television. Um, but there was millions involved in this, I am sure, and we had a treatment that could cure Ebola, in my opinion, at least we did in four cases, for about $5. So you now go figure. And I've always said to people when it comes to vaccines or drugs or anything in medicine, follow the money trail. Five bucks to cure these people. Hmm. It's It's crazy, insane. What are the side effects of ozone therapy? If done right, there are none. Okay. If you give, now the way we did it uh, is controversial. We, we took a very inexpensive procedure to them and showed them how to give direct intravenous gas. You can get the your vein irritation, which is real. You, you can get vein irritation there, but if I'm faced with dying of Ebola or losing a vein, I think I'll take the risk of losing the vein, which is not that great, but it's there. And you can get a cough or chest tightness that lasts about 10 minutes. When you do ozone the way I like to do it, which is taking blood out and then into a bottle and then putting um, uh, ozone into it, mixing it up and then giving it back, there's really no complications. Sometimes, you know, somebody with Lyme or somebody who's sick might get a Herxheimer, but other than that, uh, I've seen no problems at all. I've done many thousands of treatments. So is the only way to do ozone therapy with a practitioner? Or, I mean, there's online, there's can, all sorts I, you, of... You can get an ozone machine. There's a company in Canada that makes one. It's called Longevity Resources. Uh, their phone number is 877-543-3398. And I have a lot of my patients uh, call them, and if they just say, you know, I want to do uh, rectal ozone, they can help them out and give them a machine that can be adapted in their own home. 
uh, for rectal ozone. And is that dangerous? Um, probably not. I've never seen anybody hurt by it when it's done properly. Okay. And is there training available for the patients to do it at home? If they, if they, if they wanted to. Now, this company can't actually give them training because it's sold as a water purifier, but they can always make an appointment with me over the telephone, and I'll tell them how to do it. Mm. And would it be as effective as doing the ozone therapy in a practitioner's office? I don't think so, but it is effective. The Cubans have shown that rectal ozone is, is effective, quite effective. But I think that blood ozone is much more effective. So what is ozone therapy, in your opinion, great for? Ebola, uh, obviously it worked. <laughs> well, what are the common conditions in today's world? Let's start with um, heart disease. Okay. It's, one, it's wonderful for heart disease because it improves circulation. It lowers inflammation. Let's, uh, how about infectious diseases? Ozone kills germs and kills viruses or inactivates viruses and modulates the immune system. The world is awash in chronic inflammation due to a variety of things. Ozone modulates the immune system and lowers unbridled inflammation, which is killing people. Ozone is useful as an adjunctive treatment for cancer, but it's not a standalone treatment for cancer. It may help in cancer by helping your body get more oxygen to the tissues, and cancer doesn't like oxygen too much. Ozone can help detoxify the body. It can be used for, I mean, I, I've got, if you go to my YouTube channel, and that's what I would recommend people do because you see a variety of things. My YouTube channel is youtube.com slash user slash Robert Rowan, M-D. My last name is R-O-W-E-N. YouTube.com slash user slash Robert Rowan, M-D, all one word, and you will see cases that, will drop your jaw. People walking into my office crippled and dancing out swinging their hips. Patients with chronic Lyme disease better within a couple days or a couple weeks, and nothing else helped them before. I have a woman who came to me. She works for a medical school in the island of Dominica in the Caribbean. She got a virus called chikungunya, a very vicious virus, not as lethal as Ebola. She was sick for a year. No one could help her. She came to me a couple months ago, and in two weeks, she was basically symptom-free. This is the type of thing we see. It sounds so good to be true, of course, right? And especially it using... Sounds, it, it, it sounds too good to be true, and if you would have told me about this before I went into this field, I would have said it's too good to be true, so I'm going to ignore it. But... I started reading about ozone in 1976, I, excuse me, 1986, and after the very first treatment I did, I, my whole life changed. I became an oxygen-based physician. And that's the nature of your practice today? Yes. And so if someone doesn't have a practitioner close to them, they can do the renal oxygen therapy. There's also... Renal means kidney. You right. mean rectal. Rectal, sorry. Yes, rectal. Sorry, thank you. Rectal oxygen therapy. And would someone do this if they were sick or would they do this for, you know, just in improving their health, for maintenance of their health? Well, I do it four times a week myself just for maintenance. I think it's the ultimate in uh, staying young. 
because it helps stimulate an enzyme called superoxide dismutase, which is related to keeping your DNA caps, the telomeres, longer, which reduces the aging process. Uh You can do it when you're sick. The Cubans have shown that rectal ozone is fabulous for a variety of things, including dementia, circulation problems, immune stimulation, autoimmune disease, and others. And this is just rectal, which is dirt cheap. We talked about the different issues that one could use this for, and a very, very common issue today is um, our gut issues, right? Leaky gut, um, irritable bowel syndrome. Does this help for... I'm sorry? It should. It should. I would do it. Certainly, if it helps with inflammation, inflammation tends to be uh, a symptom of gut issue, right? Inflammation can be caused by gut issues. You need, you need to look at the gut first and foremost. A leaky gut can cause all kinds of problems. But you can also have inflammation that might not be so related to the gut, and ozone can help that out too. Okay. Okay. Um, so Ebola in the world today, where, where does it stand? Especially well, in Ebola, Ebola is on its last legs in the current epidemic. There might be a couple of cases left in Guinea. I think it's been declared gone in Sierra Leone, and, and they're celebrating. But Ebola will be back. There's no doubt about it. And pe- a lot of people are going to die again unless... They wake up and they, they smell the roses here. Now, I actually got an article published on this in a peer-reviewed medical journal. We got our cases published in the African Journal of Infectious Diseases. So this information is out for the whole world to see. Is the media picking up on this? No. They're going after all the very expensive and potentially highly dangerous vaccines. But once you have Ebola, a vaccine's going to do jack crap for you. You need something that's going to take care of the, of, of the process immediately. And ozone, based on everything it does and the mechanism of action of the Ebola virus, ozone is the perfect choice. It is absolutely perfect, and it's non-toxic. Well, the vaccines play into the fear, right, in the community. Sure. So they're going to go and try and vaccinate tens of thousands of people based on fear. I wouldn't take that vaccine. I'd have an ozone machine around. So if you were using oxygen therapy or ozone therapy on a regular basis, I would assume, based on what you're saying, that the chances of you getting Ebola would be less. If you were using ozone, let's say uh, I was using ozone on a regular basis and I came in contact with Ebola while I'm using it, the chances, in my opinion, are small that you would get it. That's my opinion. I can't prove it because who is going to fund a study on ozone when there's no money to be made on it because you can't patent it? Right. The whole issue in medicine is follow the money trail. There was an article in the Journal of the American Medical Association and a commentary a couple months ago on the desperate need to get inexpensive therapies out. And I wrote JAMA, and I said, please publish this. And I said, look... We got a cure for Ebola that costs less than $10, but nobody's going to study it because you can't patent it. Here's an outstanding example of why medicine is failing. Medicine is 
based on therapies that are going to make the most money for a company, not on what's going to do the best job the least expensively. Well, that's the business model. Exactly. There's no there, what. What other model can there be, right? In order for it, the, there to be an industry, there's got to be money. You, you, and your listeners are being farmed, p h a r m e d, for profit. That's another Rowan quote. Well, I look at it as it's the big food industry and the big pharma industry and the government working together. Because you, you, big pharma, right, is dependent on big food feeding us crap. And the government being complicit in all of it because they're supposed to be the, out there taking care of us, right, and watching out for us. But big pharma? No, no, no. Big government, right? Oh, government. Government's supposed to be looking out for us, but follow the money trail. Of course. Look who owns, look who owns the government. Exactly. Right. Monsanto, Monsanto has a free reign. There's Monsanto, former Monsanto officers and attorneys at the highest levels of government, and that's one reason why you can't even get GMO labeling. It's a revolving door, and they're all dependent on each other. Big Pharma wouldn't exist without big food feeding us crap. And none of them would exist without the government giving them a monopoly. Exactly. At our expense. Exactly. So we're the suckers. And thank God there are people out there like you, right, who are ringing the cowbell and doing what you're doing, putting therapies out there that actually work. And, you know, I think it started back in Alaska for you, right, in the medical community and what you did in Alaska and bringing it to other states. Because without that, I mean, you've got medical doctors today, as you know, have... Less and less, but still, if you've got the MD or the DO after your name, people believe you more than someone who doesn't have those initials after their name. And I think you've been that trailblazer opening the door for credibility to have these therapies out there. I'm trying. You're trying. Um, yeah. Thank so you for that. You mentioned earlier that disease is caused by the malnutrition and the toxins and the stress. The malnutrition, food, should be obvious, but how does that contribute to disease? Well, nutrition is your basic building blocks. If you don't have the right nutrients, how's your body going to function? How's your body going to repair? Everyone knows about vitamins and minerals. That's what keeps your body running. If you don't fertilize your trees, they're not going to produce fruit. That's what nutrition is all about. And assuming you make good, clean food choices, there's so many different theories out there as to how someone should eat. What's your opinion? What's your perspective? I'm an, I'm, I'm an organic raw food near vegan. I eat a little bit of dairy. Other than that, I eat no other animal products. But that's me. And that's me for spiritual reasons. I don't tell my patients to do that. <clears throat> but I try to get my patients to move in that direction. I believe 70 to 80% of what you eat should be paleo, meaning the way your ancestors 10,000 years ago would have gotten it. What you do with the remaining 20% is your choice, provided, 
provided it is not fast, fried, refined, or processed. Not, I'm sorry, fast? Fast, fried, refined, fried. or processed. Got it. Okay, so, because there's the vegan, there's a vegetarian, there's the raw, there's the paleo, and every... The closer your food is to the way that God made it is how you want to eat. And my motto is, I have two mottos. If God didn't make it, don't eat it. Eat what food grows around you, organic, ripe, and when in season. Those are the, that, to me, that's the best advice that I can give anybody. Don't cook your food to oblivion. Try to eat your food in its most natural state, the way nature provided it for you. Okay. I would never recommend anyone to eat raw meat because raw meat in this country, you'll die from infection. Mm. So you have to cook it. But I've never seen an animal cook. It's an antelope. I've never seen a, a lion cook a gazelle on the, on the, uh, on the plains of Africa. So toxins, how do we stay clean in such a toxic world? <laughs> Eat organic, number one. All of us have heavy metals. You can't get away from it. There's ways to detoxify. It depends upon the metal. You could seek a, a, a physician like me, uh, not necessarily me, but like me, who, who can deal with toxicity. You can do saunas. Everyone should take saunas. That will help sweat out toxins. Exercise helps get rid of toxins. Ozone can help get rid of toxins. Colon irrigations can. Oil pulling, where you just put some olive oil in your mouth and go like this. Swishing your mouth? Between, swish it in your teeth and then spit it out. That helps. There are so many, there, there's many ways to detoxify. All of us should be doing this all the time because it's an incredibly toxic world. And, and the most important thing is eat organic. Eat organic. And then the last of the three is stress. Yes. And there I'm going to admit I'm the weakest because most people don't want to pay me to manage their stress. They have to do it. They can learn to meditate, pray, run, relaxation responses. There's many different ways that they can do that. But it's essential because stress basically paralyzes the nervous system and brings you down. So speaking of exercise, you're quite the accomplished mountain climber. I'm not a mountain climber. I'm a hiker and backpacker. And yeah, I'm relatively accomplished. There's other guys who are fanatics about it, but I've hiked the John Muir Trail and I've been up the top of Mount Whitney a couple times. So I can do it, and I did it just four years ago at the age of six, you know, in, in, in my 60s. It's pretty good. That's very good, actually. And there's also exercising with oxygen therapy. I love it. There is a company called Live O2 or Live O2, liveo2.com. Phenomenal equipment that's cheap you can do in your house to exercise with oxygen. Um, they, um, they, even, they like me so much they give my patients a discount. So... If your listeners mention me, they probably would get one. Um, they, um, uh, you, you exercise while breathing oxygen, and it basically reverses the aging of your circulation system. It's phenomenal. I just saw them this weekend at a meeting in Las Vegas. I love their equipment. Well, I 
use their equipment. I've got it in my home and my husband and I use it on a regular basis. And it's, is it, I, I, I find it awesome. I've been using it for several years. However, would you say it has the same effect as the work that you do or the, like the rectal therapy, or is it just an adjunct to that? It's different. They work differently. I would say it's going to be additive. It's additive. Okay. Okay. But certainly, it only requires 15 minutes of your time several times a week. Yep. That's it. Really nice. It's really nice conditioning. It's awesome. Right. Right. From a conditioning perspective, I don't, I don't so, know anything else that works like, what, like that. Libo 2 is good. Ozone rectally is good. Any type of sauna, any type of sweating. There's a, you can get into a far-infrared sauna. Anything that will help you sweat will help you detoxify. So any kind of sweating, you know, you go to these health fairs and the sauna companies are all competing with each other and saying, well, that one's crap. Mine's better. You I don't know. Have a preference. Well, I use a company called High Tech Health. I think they're in Colorado. Um, there is a device called a Biomat, which is a multi-level company. I don't like multi-level companies, but I happen to like the Biomat. It's, it, you can sleep on it. You can lie on it. it, it it's, it's small. It's more portable. Uh, somebody could call my office and get a reference if they want uh, to a woman who sells it. Um, but any, any, I'm not going to tell you that one sauna is good and another is crap. Uh, there are some that I don't like because they can also outgas. Mm. You don't want you don't want to get into a sauna where you're getting heated while the sauna is outgassing toxins. Right. What would be the point, right? Right. <laughs> I get it. Right. Absolutely. It's um you know, there's a lot to learn here. There's some great information out there. Certainly you are a phenomenal reference. What impresses me more than anything else that you've said, and I've again researched health and alternative therapies for, for many, many years, many decades now. And, you know, the opening line that you said out of everything that you know that's out there, oxygen therapy is your preferred therapy. That's so impressive to me. Yeah, everything comes down to your combustion of oxygen. Everything. It all boils down to that. Are you consuming oxygen and making energy or not? And if you're not, you're not healthy. It's that simple. Hmm. If there's yeah. an area of your body that's not combusting or hasn't been combusting or didn't get circulation, it's not healthy. It's that simple. It sounds so simple. Well, thank you for being the trailblazer that you've been. Don't stop. Keep fighting. And I'm glad you're practicing in California because based on what you've been doing so far, um, you haven't gotten into any trouble. Or you've stayed out of trouble enough so that you can. Yeah, the board. The board here has been respected of this, and and I have to. I want to give them credit here in California. They've actually respected the will of the legislature in giving credence to integrative medicine. Well, thank God for that. You know, for our listeners, it's so easy to be scared or worried about health problems and diseases that always seem to be on the rise. I think Big Pharma wants us scared, right? Wants us scared. And when there's like the Ebola crisis 
and their solution is vaccines or pharmaceuticals or drugs. Uh, but I wouldn't be afraid to think outside the box. Dr. Rohn, you've shared some fascinating alternatives that seem to be working. And even when conventional doctors, you know, don't have the solutions. I know you do have options. You've got a ton of great resources online. Um, please share again your YouTube channel, your website. Where can our listeners go to get more information? My uh, office website is www.docrowen.com or drrowen.com. My Facebook page is Robert J. Rowan, Dr. Robert J. Rowan. <clears throat> We're on there a lot about vaccines. That's been the big topic on my Facebook page, especially the fact that California has forcibly mandated vaccines for children. And I'm going to be writing a scathing piece on vaccines this week. Um, <clears throat> and um, my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash user slash Robert Rowan, MD. And we will also post the show on Living Wealthy Radio, along with links to your websites. I do follow you on Facebook. Um, it was very dramatic last year when you were in Sierra Leone and reporting back as to what was going on. Um, the readers were on pins and needles waiting for the next report because it was it was crazy what was going on out there. Yeah. Unbelievable. But thank you. Thank you so much for the work that you do. Appreciate you coming on Living Wealthy Radio. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be with you. God Have bless. a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. Download or subscribe to our podcast to hear a new show every week. I am Teresa Kuhn, and I hope you'll join me again next week as I show you ways to live wealthier. Resources are available for you on our website at livingwealthyradio.com.